Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 619 for comics originally coming out March the 9th and March the 10th. Before Drew and I get into one coming out in your local comic shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday. Drew, we've come to the WandaVision era and all kinds of other things. What else have I missing from the world of comics? Yeah, we did. We finished up WandaVision today. So it's Saturday for you folks that are listening. So most people watch it on the day it comes out at some point. So I would think that everybody's seen it. Um, I don't. We don't need to get too spoilery, I guess. But I think it was great television. Nine episodes that I didn't. You know, at first I thought it was slow. First couple I thought mm-hmm. it was really slow, and then it started get getting its groove. And uh, I mean, I was it was appointment TV for me. I'd be I'd get up early with my coffee and watch it uh, on Friday mornings. It was fantastic. Um, I I love the way it ended. I I thought it did a great job of um, tying up everything. Probably would have been cool to have some of these fan theories come true, but I, I was okay with it. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait for the next uh, Marvel show to start in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, I liked the way uh, it, it was... I liked most of it. I hated the first two episodes, which, I mean, if you're looking at the series as a whole, and two of the episodes were almost unwatchable for me, um, then, I mean, the series is overall, like, a 6 out of 10. But, in the end, it, it was a, it was a fun little wrap-up, and I really enjoyed kind of the, the main story. Um fizzled a little bit for me at the end of it i didn't have you know big fan theory expectations but i kind of wanted it to lead places it didn't lead but overall not bad oh yeah yeah you know mandalorian's still better yep <laughs> um and but mandalorian's it, still better clone war season seven still better so um, oh uh, yeah okay. this is this is the the worst of the disney plus shows okay there you go yeah. but i can't watch clone world clone wars season seven because i have to watch six more seasons before that right <laughs> correct i can't just hop correct. in so you got it and that's that's not gonna ever happen so um but yeah i'm excited for what is it falcon 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 and the, falcon winter falcon soldier winter soldiers next um and then when at some point we get doctor strange we get black we widow get right we get black widow i think oh, they keep kicking it down the road who knows so if black widows ever i think all that stuff should happen but and honestly like again black widows irrelevant because it's in the past so that's an, that's another one that's just like what if it comes it comes if it doesn't i don't even care well yeah but i mean i captain marvel was in the past i liked it we, we there's um what was the other one that was guardians was in the past wasn't it no yeah, guardians is pretty pretty concurrent no, not Guardians. What was the other one that was in? Oh, Ant Man. Ant Man was set in the past, wasn't it? One of the Ant Man movies. One of the Ant Mans is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they've they've done that a couple of times. Yeah, but with a character that you're giving us their story because they're leading into quote unquote an adventures. Captain America um, was way back there. Yes, because eventually we're getting Captain America leading the Avengers with uh, with uh, Black Widow. We're getting a dead Black Widow. Yeah, I guess you. Spoiler I guess you didn't alert. know that the, that the character was going to die when you saw Captain America, or get old and <laughs> give his shield away. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Um, uh, some of them will be good. Some of them will be great. Some of them will be, eh. You know, that's just the way it is, right? Hmm. Hundred percent. But I, I'm glad we have it. But, it was cool. But I th- Nine issues was was I think a really appropriate amount and. Uh, it paced very well, but again, the, the first two are. But Wanda Vision exceeded your expectations going into Wanda Vision. Yeah, and Mandalorian exceeded your expectations. Um, yes. So, our our expectations now super high for Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. Expectations are super high for Hawkeye, and that's it for you. Yeah, I, I have. Pretty because I when I saw all the releases, you know, I had mm-hmm. all the shows, all the Disney Plus shows. I was like, eh, they probably won't be that great. Yeah. Now that I've seen WandaVision, I expect a lot out of all these shows. Um, yeah. and so they, they, I, I think I'm setting myself up for disappointment because I, I mm-hmm. expect them all to be 
um, really dense, packed with Easter eggs, uh, really clever, and I don't know that they're all going to be that way. Yeah, but like when WandaVision was over, like I'm going to miss Jimmy Woo more than Wanda Maximoff. Oh man, that's um, I couldn't disagree more, man. I thought she was fantastic. I love the character now. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. Feel free to join further arguments on our Slack channel by joining yeah. our Patreon because yeah. there's much more arguments to come. Yes, and a patron that we forgot to welcome was Eric. Our very own Eric from Cowabunga is a patron and has joined our Patreon campaign, and we appreciate that. So he's over on Slack as well. So if you did have any questions about Cowabunga or Deep Discount or how all that stuff works or, you know, inside retailer dirt i'm sure he's around that can help answer that stuff on our slack um or you want to talk to kyle and i or jason or any of the other patrons that are hanging out on there um uh, the, the way to do that is to join our patreon you also get access to lots of bonus episodes we've put three up this week um different uh mini reviews that we've done um we're excited about those We've got other stuff that's coming down the pike and some stretch goals. That's pretty cool. In addition, uh, if you join at any level, you get entered in our slab contest uh, from our one of our patrons, Adam Pastory, who's donated a couple of, of CGC 9.8s. And you get to pick, uh, if you're selected, from the following. Dark Tower Gunslinger Born, number one. Uh, Batman 98B, the Matina Punchline cover powers of x number two red sonia age of chaos number one wonder woman 761 b house of x number five the flower variant catwoman number 17 b the acetate variant basket full of heads number one b i'm kind of jealous on that one i really wanted would like that one myself that was a good looking yeah, good looking yeah book. and star number one uh the j scott campbell the j scott campbell yes um, so good stuff there, and um, there are actual posts on our Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram of all of the 9.8 uh, slabs that you can see, for the photos and a list of them, um, and I will bump those up occasionally and re repost them uh, from time to time so you can check that out. Uh, but anyway, join our Patreon, be a part of the fun. We appreciate that. Uh, if you want to do that, you can also just donate directly uh, through our link, our PayPal link in the show notes uh, if you want to. Or you can just uh, just listen. We don't mind if you just do that, too. But if you want to give back, you certainly can. And we appreciate those that do. Um, now, let's talk Marvel previews. Yeah. We've been kind of scrapping through some of the uh, previews ahead of time before we do our orders. Uh, we looked through some DC stuff last week, and this week we're going to look through some Marvel stuff. Just kind of take you along with us as what our thought process is as we put our March orders, uh, our March for... Uh, May. April, May. For, yeah, I always have to do the math. March for months. May, yeah. March for May. Yeah. Crazy. And it's all about the Heroes Reborn. We're getting the first four issues, so it must be a weekly, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Um the first one is 56 pages, issue one. This is Jason Aaron doing the writing, Ed McGinnis on art. Tons of covers, of course. But of course. Um, and this is a world about a world where Tony Stark never built an Iron Man armor, where Thor is a hard-drinking atheist who despises hammers, where Wakanda is dismissed as a myth, and where Captain America was never found in the ice because there were no Avengers to find him. Instead, instead, this world has always been protected by Earth's mightiest heroes, the Squadron Supreme of America. And now the Squadron faces an attack from some of their fiercest enemies like Dr. Juggernaut, the Black Skull, the Silver Witch, and Thanos with his Infinity Rings. But why is the Daywalker Blade the one man alive who seems to remember the entire world has somehow been reborn? So this is um, like a alternate history of marvel comics and it's a seven issue series they got a lot of weight behind this a lot of cool covers what do you think of the concept kyle 
uh, they seem to be going, Marvel seems to be going all in on this as their uh, May event uh, launching for the summer. What, what do you think? It's going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, it's essentially just like, all right, we've killed off our top six characters. Ha now how are things? So I guess they're just giving everybody else room, room to breathe, knowing that uh, with people out of the way, I guess we can pl- we can tell other stories, or are we go- still going to spend time on heroes that aren't heroes? Is what I'm curious about. Yeah, and then they're doing like like they did with King and Black, where it was King and Black colon yada yada yada. They're doing a bunch of these things too. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a Heroes Reborn, Magneto and the Mutant Force, um, Young Heroes Reborn, Young Squadron number one. Um, Let's see. Heroes Reborn Siege Society with uh, what's that? Black Widow and Hawkeye involved in that one. That's a cool looking Hawkeye concept uh, for the costume. I like that a lot. I just can't get over the blatant Wonder Woman riff off in this book is the thing I'm never going to be able to look past. Well, I, I don't know where you're at so can't. <laughs> You've not seen the, the uh, literal picture of Wonder Woman on the uh... Like the fourth page. Actually, if you look in the very first page, they're coming from the left. You have to go all the way back up. Better be worth it, Kyle. I apologize. Better be worth it. So I'm at the... Heroes Reborn orange splash page. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you go one, two, three, fourth page there. There with You got Thanos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like that. It's just, it's just off-putting because like, every time you see it, you're like, hey, that's Wonder Woman. Wait, no, it's not. Kind of looks like that Wonder Woman that was in Injustice, that was like an evil, mm-hmm. an evil Wonder Woman from one of yeah, the, the Dark Earth, yeah. Earth Three or whatever. Yeah, she's even blocking with her wrists here on page five. Just, I mean, it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> well, that that's the, a time honored tradition. Um, well, I think Marvel was mostly the culprit of ripping off DC characters, right? Or, or did it was it equally? I think there's quite a bit of the uh, the Namors and the Aquamans and the Wade Wilsons and the Slade Wilsons and Flash and uh, who's the speed Quicksilver yeah, yeah so you got all those uh, anyway where was I at uh, Siege Society number one looks kind of interesting then we have Heroes Reborn Hyperion and the Imperial Guard uh, Peter Parker the Amazing Shutterbug uh, that'll be cool. Um, so there's a ton of these. Like the first 15 pages is all this little world, this universe that they're they're launching. Quite a quite a big uh, event, which is cool. Um, yeah. And then and then we go in and we've got some. We're back to real comics again. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm just I'm trying. I'm just I'm trying to figure out if do we do we need Young Squadron number one? Do we need Kid Spectrum, Girl Power, and Falcon? Even though they're Sam Alexander, Kamala Khan, and Miles Morales. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, look at all the stuff we got with King and Black. Did we need all those? No, we needed none of them, and it turns out nobody cared. Did they not sell? Well, we don't know. We don't have no. sales numbers. Yeah, we don't have sure. That's true. Um, so we've got a Fantastic Four, number 32, that has a Hidden Gem variant cover by Jack Kirby. So from That's the... That's cool. From... Uh, we don't... I don't think we get to see that one, which is kind of a bummer. I would like to have seen that one. Um, then there's something called X Corp number one. It's a five-issue miniseries by Teeny Howard. Yeah, it's an interesting-looking cover. I like that. Yeah, it's got a David Aha look to it, doesn't it? Krakoa is for close. That is David Aha cover. <laughs> I was going to say. That's probably why. He, Does he know? That guy's ripping is. off David Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, X-Men Curse of the Man-Thing is launching uh, with by Steve Orlando. And Andrea Bracardo. Man, things a tough sell for me. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I tried. I've tried multiple. Uh, there's this reptile number one of four. We talk about that at another time. Reptile. We talked about it because uh, the old reptile book. I'm going to continue to call on that just because my brain is the only can only get around. You're that, probably right. Uh, spiked. So yeah. uh, there was talk about jumping back to the old uh, the old reptile book. Yeah. And uh, the fact that there is a superhero that can turn into a dinosaur, and I, I did not know about this, nor was a fan of him. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Yeah, you really should have known that yeah. somehow. Um, so he gets a first issue. Uh, Shang-Chi gets a number one. I thought there was a Shang-Chi already. I thought I was reading a Shang-Chi. So this is a, another? Or is this a five <laughs> issue? Nope, this is just a... Maybe that's 
maybe that was like a mini series proof of concept and now they're going to launch it because it did well maybe yeah uh, did well enough to be like yeah. all right let's see how long you can go they're doing another one of these life story books uh fantastic four this time gets a life story by mark russell should be good um if you remember they, they did it is with uh spider-man uh chip Zdarsky did it with spider-man mm-hmm. where he actually aged through the years and stuff happened yeah we got him every decade didn't yeah. we? yeah Gotcha. And this is um, cool. Oh, there's a Marcus Martin cover. Do we get to see that one? No, dang it. I'll see it later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that looks kind of interesting. I'm probably gonna read that. Uh, those have been pretty good. Uh, Mighty Valkyries. It's second issues solicited here. Marvel's second issue is list is solicited here. Really like some Peach Momoko variant cover on that. I just think it's really good looking for the Marvels. Yeah for the mighty valkyries too and where do i see that it's the first thing after we the galactus page 27 it's on page 28 oh i gotcha nice is that no i was like who is that never mind this this in huck lee alien cover is gorgeous but it's not the final art and it's pretty amazing as is so i don't know what they're gonna do to make that better unless that's just like I don't know, that's pretty sweet. I like that. That's the Philip Tan variant, actually. It has, I can see his signature. Oh, Go down, keep scrolling. Yeah, the Inhunk Lee is the, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that one's awesome. Uh, Carnage, we got Black Knight, more Ultraman, Thanos Quest Marvel Tales, it's all age version, right? Yep. Way of X, New Mutant still cranking, it's on 18 way of uh, it's just <laughs> it's way of x number two is just continues to have a night crawler on a pirate ship and we already we keep doing that we keep doing uh, yeah that was well received once so let's mine that one right yeah. Mar- cable marauders cover for cable 11 is really good i've heard good things about marauders i feel like i missed out on that one might have been a good one to, mm-hmm. to try but 20 issues in it's probably too late for for me <laughs> X Factor. I meant to read. I meant to read X Factor because it was Leia Williams, and I like some things that I read by her. But mm-hmm. I never, I never did. So I might have missed out on that one too. That first cover for X Factor, I'm like, ah, that looks pretty interesting. And then that second factor, I'm like, I would never read that in a million years. Yeah, you're not reading any X books, I'm assuming, right? Not at the moment. Not <laughs> since I think X Men Red. Tom Taylor was the last thing I read. Yeah, that was a while ago. But yeah, I, I remember reading that one too. That was great. America Chavez, we're still trying to make her a thing. Non-stop Spider-Man. Joe Kelly, who's got a, a good humor side to him, but I didn't read the first two. Did you get a chance to read them? No, no, I have not. So what's going on in Amazing Spider-Man, and do I need to come back? So we're in the other costume now. Mm-hmm. We're hanging out with Boomerang. Or no, that's King's Ransom, sorry. Not too far. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's all out war, uh, whatever. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, and then so now Nick's also writing a, another. Yeah, King, so he's writing writing King's Ransom. Nick is writing two concurrent Spider-Man titles. But Amazing comes out twice a month, already. Plus he's doing King's Ransom. Mm-hmm. Spreading yourself too thin, buddy. And. For those of you uh, patrons, you've already heard my soapbox about Amazing Spider-Man and uh, my review of issue 60, so you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Best thing about Black Cat is the covers. I like the covers for Black Cat. Um, Didn't really care for issue one. Yeah, yeah. I think I probably jumped off too soon on that one as well. Oh, good gracious. We're doing Clone Saga for Miles Morales. Wasn't Clone Saga like the worst Spider-Man arc ever? No, it was well. I know, some people liked it. Did they? Yeah, yeah. It's a. It, it was. It was very. It's a very famous uh, arc. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think it was hated by a lot of people. Maybe I don't know. At the time, I wasn't reading Spider Man, so I can't yeah. say contemporarily what the feeling was. But we are excited about Silk. Uh, we hope that we yeah, hope this definitely. do well. This five issue miniseries does well. Mm-hmm. It's got me. Talking about reaching for uh, high ratio books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chip Zdarsky gets to write his thirtieth Daredevil. That's pretty cool. 
Oh, Bill Sienkiewicz is doing the Predator variant. Ooh, what's that? I, I, they do get a clap for me for Daredevil that it is still Electra, and I, I did not think it would last this long. No, and it has. Nope. Yeah, and they get a clap for me that Immortal Hulk is still going. You know, I was mm-hmm. I'm surprised it's a it's gonna it's pushing fifty, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of these are 46. pushing fifty. Uh, they've been around for a while, and that's that's amazing. That's a lot of restraint by Marvel for not rebooting these. Yeah. Strange Academy continues to have really good covers. Parents' Day at the Strange Academy. That actually sounds like a really good issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Star Wars High Republic. I'm not... For some reason, didn't pick up and even read issue two. So I need to start... I need to get back and read them. Yeah, I mean, who, who's Kevin Scott? Who's Ario and Dito? They're not putting the heavy hitters on here, are they? I mean, yeah, I agree. <laughs> the High Republic Jedi clash with Hut forces, Gamorians, Nikto, Battle Rancors, Rancors, Starlight Beacon overrun by a creeping alien horror. Can Vernestra Rowe and her Padawan Emery Cantaris find a way to save Starlight's infected masses? Plus, Keeve Trennis. Learns the terrible secret Master Skir, Skier has been caring for so long. Can she ever trust him again? So, do any of those names we're going to break out? <laughs> are they? Oh yeah. Are those all? Are yeah. those all going to be action yeah, figures? Yeah, going to be our follow character. Uh, Skier is the one that looks like Bosk and is going to probably have the light side, dark side change. So, I mean, there, there, there's, there's some tropes that we're following down there, and they're, they're interesting enough characters from what I'm. I've, picking up and stuff yep and then we get charles soul and steve mcniven doing <laughs> star wars war of the bounty hunters alpha number one and uh the interior arts here and i uh, i like it i like it. it looks it looks pretty good um it's a lot of boba i know you're you're not a fan but i am now but it's got han solo frozen in carbonite i mean that's you can't beat that so we have a time frame of it, though. Yeah, we know when they're up when this And we is. also, we say something, also we say Boba Fett Black Armor Variant Cover. Okay, I'm going to have to have that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. Oh. Yeah. How much do you think it is? Uh, it's, I don't know. <laughs> What's the top end that you'll pay for that one? Oh, I, Would you go $20 for first. that? Would you pay $20 for that cover? I might, I might, I might. What if you can't see it? What if it's unseen? Oh, sight unseen. Sight unseen, oh, no. you pay $20 for a Boba Fett black armor variant. Yeah, we got one down here that's the not final cover art. That's the director's cut that has the black armor. And I don't like that as well, but maybe. There's just such great possibilities. So you're able to buy the director's cut or the regular on the same release day? It's weird, right? That's stupid. Well, it's, no, it's probably not the same release day. This is the whole month. And I don't. S- uh, but in general, if you see the um, if you see the order code, you can kind of tell which week they they're coming out. But I don't see an order code here. So we have War of the Bounty Hunters number one Alpha, or War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha number one. Yes. And then we have War of the Bounty Hunters Director's Cut. Yes. So is that Alpha? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially if like the the black armor is uh. The black armor variant is crazy expensive, and you can get the the black armor on the cover of the director's cut. I mean, you do that, right? No, no. Okay. And then we just go back to old Star Wars bounty hunters. Good old bounty hunters twelve with an awesome Empire Strikes Back variant of the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And then Star Wars thirteen. That is such a weird action figure variant. Yeah. Imperial dignity. Imperial dignitary. That's like just like a random dude, right? Like nobody. <laughs> I'm gonna recognize him, but meh. They run. They're, they're running out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So much Star Wars. Now this this is Doctor Alfred Ten, and mm-hmm. what did of the second Doctor Alfred series? What did the first volume go to? Forty. Forty. Yeah. So this is the like the fiftieth one. 
I better not tell Marvel they'll make it a nine dollar book. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, go back to Legacy. Stormbreaker, the next generation of elite artists. Oh, this just shows you which covers they're they're giving them. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. There's some cool statues in here. The Marvel action is its own section, so that's that's got to be kid section, right? Kind of. Oh, IDW partnership. Yeah. All right. So the big things are for me are are some Star Wars stuff, the bounty hunters. There'll be decisions to be made there. Um, I don't know. I'm I, I'm not doing Heroes Reborn. I'm not. I'm calling it now. But I might be interested in reading some of the substat set which i know doesn't make sense but like young squadron kind of sounds interesting but that's about it yeah there's some great hardcovers but man they're so expensive mm. ouch i'm gonna dip into x core it's only a five issue series and just see if that that, that x core has anything mm -hmm. and mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to Reptile in the uh, in the in the shop and flip through it and see if it's all AG or if there's anything there. Yeah, you know you're doing bounty hunters, right? Yeah, yeah. I gotta I just gotta make decisions on covers. The Moon Knight's Epic Collections are going back for a, a new printing, which is cool. Ooh, five people will be excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's the good one though. That's the first one. The volume one that has the Werewolf by Nights, the Marvel Spotlight, all the stu expensive stuff that's hard to find, mm -hmm. and but only the first four issues of the nineteen eighty series. But you get the Hulk magazine material, which is tough to find. I mean, that's the one you got to get. You got to get that. I got to get that. It's and it's re-releasing it at forty bucks. What's Cowboy going to give it to us? Twenty? I got to get that. Mm -hmm. Why am I not? Why do I not have that? I think I skipped out on the hardcover because the hardcover was kind of expensive. Yeah, I gotta get that. Remind me, I want to get that. Oh, remind you, and you're gonna—you said you're gonna do the Fantastic Four life story, Mark Russell. Stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Gotcha. All right, so some interesting stuff from our good friends at Marvel coming up this month. Um, again, I—I've kind of soured because I haven't had a good Marvel quote unquote event in a while. Yeah. And I'm just a little contrarian about them, and that's that's my issue. But and this doesn't look like it's going to be the one either. I mean, you know, if they're if they're putting, if it's their future state, basically, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's their future state where they're pushing their all their characters aside, and it and it, it is an alternate version of mm -hmm. their universe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's going to be great or not. probably not. But you know what is great? The stuff that's hot. And selling crazily on eBay. And let's go look at the Hot 10. Alright, let's head on over to the Hot 10. Let's find our good friends at comicbookinvest.com and find their March the 5th list of their top 10 hottest comics. And we got some surprise ones coming up here, Drew. We have at rank 1, Final Crisis number 7, the J.G. Jones variant. It's pretty. Yep, this is our... Uh, Grant Morris written Superman story. Calvin Ellis. I really hope for all you $100 buyers that this is actually a thing. Similar to what I said last week with Blue Beetle, Deep Sea has no track record of doing anything of this magnitude well. They have not built any groundwork to make it successful. I could be 100% wrong, but just be cautious. Now, so this guy doesn't think that he doesn't like DC movies. Is that what he's saying? He he thinks they all suck? Is that what he's saying? He's just saying the DC spec has been not good lately. Okay. Because I thought it was because... I think I think this is bouncing on what he said last week about do we think Blue a, a second-tier character can do, be anything in, in the hands of DC. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he's talking about like CW shows that he soured on or movies in general that he soured on. I mean, take your pick. Either one I agree with. Yeah, so you don't like I mean you don't like the Batman movies? You don't like any of the DC movies? Really? I mean I like them but they're not not to the level that you like Marvel movies and Marvel TV. Yeah, correct. Gotcha. You know, you know, I loved The Flash and some of the 
the Arrowverse and all that fun stuff, but it just kind of... Early on, I did, too. Yeah, it just kind of... Got old in the tooth, long in the tooth, and yeah, a little too soap opera-y. Yep. Yeah, so one of our Slack patrons was talking about that. It was, like, all soap opera and not not action-oriented anymore. But, like, I still... Like, Arrow Season 1 was phenomenal. Supergirl Season 1 was really good, and but then just... I mean, it couldn't hold me. Yeah, exactly. At rank two, we have Action Comics number nine from 2012. Another Grant Morrison written book here. Remember when everyone said that Luke Fox was going to be the next Batman until he wasn't? Spending $50 on raw copies of this and $500 on 9.8s, which is another out-of-whack stat, is exactly the same scenario. Yeah, who is this? Who is this person? Is this Luke Fox? We're in, yeah, we're on Earth 23 or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I read that. At rank three, we have Captain America number six from 2005, the Bucky variant. This is uh, on again, off again key, and it's back on again, of course, because of the upcoming show coming this month. All-time highs for 9.8s are in the mid-600s, which is double what it was just one month ago. Yeah, people are uh, excited. This must be his first appearance, I'm guessing? Yeah, um, this is... Captain, yeah. Winter Soldier's first appearance? Or Bucky as? That's what I was going to say, Bucky as winner or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I can't remember. At rank four, we have Berserker number one, the Mark Brooks partial sketch, one per store variant. Uh, $50 is pretty significant for a variant of a book that had pre-orders likely in the 100000 Right, but this is a one per store variant, so there's like 2,500 of these. Mm-hmm. So how does he not understand that this? that's what that is? Those should always be worth more than 50 bucks, is what you're saying? Well, I think that's built-in scarcity. Yeah, no kidding. Right? Yeah, 100%. At rank 5, Captain America 117, a grossly undervalued book, saw some significant gains this week. A 9.0 sold for 2200 double the previous all-time high. A 5.5 sold for $500, 4.0 for 340 Expect this one to continue upwards over the next month. In other words, if you are selling, don't take lowball offers. Yeah, first Falcon, it should be uh, higher than first Bucky as uh, <laughs> Winter Soldier, right? This is mm-hmm. the first. This is from this. What? What's the fifteen center put it in the seventies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that's been that's a much older, rarer comic, and the character is more significant, I would think going forward, right? You think Falcon's more significant than uh, Winter Soldier? Don't you? I do. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're very spot on. Definitely. Granted, this this uh, this characterization of the Falcon is not the one we know the most. Right. He's legitimately has a Falcon. <laughs> At rank 6, something is killing the children, number 15. The Zoe Leshai variant limited to 550. And if you would have seen that cover, you would have said that's going to be a, a, a great cover and yeah. sought after, but we didn't see it at FOC. Stunning cover that I wasn't aware of until it was already sold out. Yeah. Coppers now are in hand and are selling for $120 this You are chasing Rose Besh covers. I think I will chase Zoe Lachey, Lois Lachey covers, and hope this one comes down in price at some point. I wonder, I can't, these are probably sold through Boom's website, I imagine. You don't think it's a, an FOC available for, for, for a certain price? No, I don't think they are. When you get the uh, limited to five fifty, there's usually some weird uh, place you got to. Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna do that? I mean, really. Well, apparently five hundred fifty people because it's sold out. <laughs> it's true. At rank seven, New, New Mutants ninety eight. Uh, two weeks ago, this was obtainable for sixteen hundred dollars for nine point eight. Then earlier this week, it moved to two grand. Now twenty seven fifty. If you bought it pre-C for around, or pre-COVID, for around $600, you were smarter than the average bear. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, it, it's, it's, it's been a hot key for a while, but I didn't know if it was going to be a pushing $3,000 key. Yeah, it's crazy. Same thing with Ultimate Fallout. Yep. Um, 9.8s are up another 30% to $2,600. 9.6s will now run you $1,000. Anybody who picked up multiple copies and held on them, there is literally nothing else that can be said about this book other than you should have one. Uh, West Coast Avengers 45, now selling for over $125. What do you think of that, Drew? That's fantastic. That's great. <laughs> it's just weird because this was a quarter run find. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was. Batman 106, 
that just came out. This honestly should be getting more than the $10 love it's getting, but DC people are spending all their money on a rumor about an unconfirmed character for an unconfirmed movie. Although I guess if you don't like the late 80s vibe from Miracle Molly, I can see why you... Yeah, I don't understand half what he's talking about there. The new stuff that's in this uh, Batman 10. Oh, okay. Or Batman uh, 106. Oh, we have ENIAC, number one, Matt Kent, written there. Way too many signs of this book being manipulated to be hot. The black label was supposedly selling for around 25 to 30 and the white logo for over 125 It is more in this spot as a dishonorable mention. Screwing over retailers to create false hype is not okay. Yeah, we've, we've heard some bad things about bad idea and... From the very beginning, you know, it was yeah. a kind of a weird launch, and we'd love to read their books, but they make it so difficult. They're not working with the retailers that we know um, mm-hmm. very well, and we hope that they they get this figured out um, soon. Cause I know I know there's people out there itching to buy their product, and they just yeah. can't get them. When did that come out? This week. That came out this week, yeah. yeah. But there's already yeah, yeah nine point eights online. It's weird. Oh, they're already nine point eights. Yeah, I just went to eBay and there's somebody with a nine point eight in hand. Well, it's already. not a pre-sold. That's what I yeah. I don't know then. I don't know when it came out. I thought it just came out. I just thought it was street date just happened. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe you're right too. I mean, it, who knows? There could have been some done ahead of time. But yeah, pre-sale three three. Yeah, so yeah, interesting. I have to keep a little bit closer eye on them. Yeah. And the other honorable mention for some of their cool older stuff they like to talk about. Uh, Hit Comics number five, following up the $16,000 sale for a 7.5 in January, along came a, comes a .5 missing centerfold copy that sells for $1,400. Pretty high on the Gerber scarcity list. Rank 7. If you don't have one and love GA, pick up a copy of Ernest Gerber's photo journal guide to comic books. He deserves a ton of credit for the work he did pre-internet. I've never heard of that. That's interesting. I am going to look into that. That sounds pretty Mm -hmm. cool to me. Yeah, very interesting. All right. Now, let's go over to the FOC and see if we can um, get some cool stuff that will be on the list next week. They go. Of course, our FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last chance to add a few things, see some final art, and make some decisions on our order just a little bit before they come out. Uh, we get a cool little FOC list here on Friday evenings that we peruse through um, our DC titles we need to have in by Sunday and then Monday for the rest of the stuff if we are making any changes to our orders. Um, Eric, of course, from Cowabunga and... Uh, Deep Discount Comics sends us this FOC list, and he uh, pulls a few things out and says, hey, uh, you may want to double-check this thing. So the things that he's pulled out, he's talking about Joker Harley, Criminal Sanity number 8, the final Criminal san- criminal Sanity uh, from that Cami Garcia-written series. Um, the cover B is the Jason Badauer. Uh, you were asking me about this Batman Fortnite Zero Point. Yes. What's the deal there? Um, I assume it's just some fun stuff that deals with uh, some Fortnite tie-in stuff. I will have to... Is Zero Point ask, a Fortnite thing? I assume so. I'll have to okay. grill my, my son on exactly what that is. Cause I know he had Mandalorian. He just finished unlocking Mandalorian characters. If He got... You know, Din Djarin and he had to unlock all the Beskar armor for him and just did all that. Um, but uh, he he hadn't said anything about Batman lately, so I'll have to check. Wow, cool. But that seems kind of interesting. So this will come out here in the next couple weeks, so that will more than likely be when the Fortnite event is. Yes. My Little Pun- Pony Friendship is Magic 2021 Annual. Um, Drew, tell me all about it. You know, normally I would dismiss this derisively. <laughs> Um, but the creators that have done some of these My Little Ponies are the same. It's the same creative team that's behind that Stray Dogs. Uh, oh yeah, that I read that first issue. That was the Silence of Lambs meet something. Uh-huh. Um, what, are you, what are you doing? Grinding uh, some stone? Doing a little rock tumbling over there? What the hell is? My apologies. Uh, some Easter candy is out, My- so I had a little bit of the. Uh, Sweet Tarts, Chicks, and Bunnies here. I apologize. My goodness gracious. Anyway, um, 
The Stray Dog, the same creative team did Stray Dog, which was really great. Great, great mm-hmm. first issue. I had a lot of fun with it. So I'm less derisive in my dismissal of My Little Pony. Good to see you've grown so much, yep. too. Shadecraft, number one, from Image Comic, Joe Henderson. Uh, the cover A being featured here. Um, let's see, Avengers uh, Curse of Man-Thing, number one, the Gleason Webhead variant from Marvel. No longer a 1 in 25, originally solicited as a 1 in 25, and now available for cover. So just FYI. Why? Nobody wanted it? They wanted the masses to to, to cling to this uh, Man-Thing cover like they did the Spider-Man cover so that they can sling into a second printing and a third printing and simply change the color. Yeah, I'll, I think I'll do it. <laughs> You've convinced I think me. I will do that. That is kind of neat. From Marvel, we have Beta Ray Bill, number one of a five issue series. With that is more of the uh, killer and I keep wanting to say killer and black, black, but it's King and Black series, right? Same thing. We have King and Black Ghost Rider, number one, the Parnell variant. Ed Brisson writing that, and the one I'm the most interested in, Silk, number one. Uh, Maureen Goo writing this five-issue Silk series. But let's not take Eric's work for it. Let's jump in to the FOC and see if we can find anything out. Let's start at the top and see what we can find in some DC books. Yeah, that, those, those Fortnite zero-point things are kind of cool. There's a there's a really neat... The premium variant A is really nice. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've done some Fortnite DC stuff before because... I forced him to buy uh, some Batman skins before, and then he just made him dance all weird, and then I regretted making him do that. <laughs> no respect. No respect at all. None. Uh, nah. And that's the last of our Future State books, I assume. This Future State Superman versus Impervious Lex number three. I wonder if that's that's the very last one. And we also have, the, you can pick up the trade paperback for uh, Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the third series i did not read the third series at all i really like the first one and actually very much like the second uh collected the third but never read it bmf comics has you promised me darkness the nude variant um is behemoth normally have foc stuff that's kind of the first time i'm seeing it um i don't know who damn damian connelly is but you know but a nude variant, Karen. There you go. I was gonna say you had you had drew it nude variant. Yeah, you got my attention. How quickly he switches off of the uh, My Little Ponies, <laughs> leaving him in the dust. <laughs> That's right. I'm down into IDW looking around at the moment. Sea of Sorrow uh, ending its five issues. Really liking crossover. Um, it's on its fifth issue. Still doing incentive variants, which is cool. But yeah. Donny Cates is doing a good job on that book. I hope I hope it continues. Just keeps on trucking. Department of Truth 2 going to a third print. Department of Truth 3 going to a third print. Department of Truth 6 going to a second print. And 7 available on this FOC. Noctera um, going to a second printing. I read this one last night. Uh, do you remember the book from Black Mask Studios, The Wilds? Where there were these little outposts, it was post-apocalyptic. There were these monsters running loose, and they there was like a a a female driver who would like drive supplies between the different outposts. Okay, that make that's triggering something. That's like the exact plot of Noctera. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's Scott Snyder and Tony Des Daniel, and um, but it's like so far the only difference is like it all it's all based on like there is no sun so mm. everything's dark but it's like everything else is pretty close to the same thing that the wilds was and i'm wondering um if they have a case <laughs> 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 you know uh, don't don't take my idea mr mr dc guy mm-hmm. spawn 316 continuing to try to be so is it like every five issues that Spawn does like a one in five variant and then a like a big variant? What's the deal? Because he doesn't seem to do the one in five variants every single time. Mm. Is it just whenever he... Saves them for the, the big dogs. Or when there's a maybe like a cool character that he can yeah. do something with maybe? Yeah. Bjorn Barons, man. That guy's doing some really cool covers. Is it? Is that cover C? Yeah. Oh my! 
Yeah, that is pretty good. What's his name? Jorn Berens. Oh, wow. There's uh, Two Moons is going to its second printing. I just read that one, too. And it was um really good Civil War story. Ooh, I like Civil War. Yeah. I mean, there's a supernatural element that they stuck in there. Um, of course, seemed to like have to do, got to have some kind of supernatural element in a book on an mm-hmm. image anymore. But it was it was good. I like I like the Civil War aspect, and hopefully they it's more of that. I hope it's like Manifest Destiny. It's kind of reminding me of Manifest Destiny. You know, got a little history element with some weird stuff as well. There you go, Drew. What Beta Ray Bill cover do you need to have? You know, I like the one that Eric had selected. That was really nice. Which one was that one? Yeah. That one is the third one, the KIB. That looked really cool. Oh, but man, what's what's the Simonson look? That's what I was going to say. They should all look like the old Simonson cover. Yeah. And they don't. So now I'm just bored. Because that's what I want is that old Walt Simonson hammer on the front where he's whacking the Thor logo. You can get a Stegman for open to order. What's it look like? Ah, pretty frightening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I don't like this as much as I would if it was without the king in black is that wrong if it if it wasn't a king in black it was just a beta ray bill number one with all these Mm -hmm. cool covers i'd be more excited about it but because it's king in black related i'm less excited about it does that make sense yes it does 100 percent. and i don't know why that is but it it dampens my enthusiasm adam hughes does some awesome covers and he's got a adam hughes cover for black cat 4 but there's something about the Spider-Man on the cover that just kind of takes away and detracts from the art a little bit. It's an interesting Hughes cover. I'm going to look at all the um, silk covers that I can buy without breaking the bank. Look at the Scotty Young. That's pretty nice. Always Scotty Young's pretty nice. That Jen Bartel, Women's History Month, is really good. Nayoon Wu, I like that. Oh, these are all Asian artists. Yeah. That's cool. The Jen Bartel is good. I think the st- the Stonehouse is my least favorite. By the way, Scotty Young, not an Asian artist. Right, right. But there were <laughs> there was a significant yeah. number of Asian artists. Yes, completely just messing with you. I may have you put in for that Jen Bartel. Cause I don't think I heard it. No, probably not. W- wouldn't have seen it back then. Yeah. Well, let's see what what Jen Bartel did on the X Men nineteen cover that she had. It's also very nice. Oh, wow. You're skipping over Star Wars books, but I was. Jumped right by them. Just third printing, second printing of High Republic. Are you still on the train? Yeah, that third printing is actually a cool-looking cover. The second printing of three. Did you get the second printing of two? Yeah. So do you want that one? You're going to think about it. A really good way, the Star Wars Rise of Kylo Ren trade paperback series, this one of four, one, two, three, and four collected in this trade paperback, like you can get from Calabunga for eight bucks. Super worth it. Really hard to get a hold of a couple of those four issues. Yeah. Um, but that is definitely a cool series worth reading. It was good. Um, yeah. So make sure you, I mean, that's the perfect way to get that. Did Eric talk about Witch Blood? I don't think he did, did he? Mm. No. Yeah, that was um, a Vault Comics book, and those have been doing pretty well. This is um, for fans of Buffy and American Gods. So it's a modern Wild West road trip about a witch named Yana cruising the Southwest. Uh, biker vampires. Yeah, kind of almost a, a Lost Boys vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, and that's all for me. That's the, There's a second issue of Nuclear Family... Uh, from Aftershock. Oh yeah, those covers were awesome. Uh, that first, uh, the first issue was really good. Um, another post-apocalyptic <laughs> book. I really liked it though. I really liked the first issue. Yeah. And the second issue looks good too. And that's all I have. All right. Of course, those are our FOC books. Our final order cut off. Our last chance to order those. If there's any DC things you're interested in? Cut off Sunday. Uh, any of the other publishers on six o'clock Monday. And if you can't find them through your local comic shop, reach out to the discounter, Calabunga. They can hook you up. 
All right, Drew, if you're driving the ship, who knows where we're going. But if I'm going somewhere, we're heading over to Cover Price <laughs> and check out their top ten. And we are starting at rank ten with Taskmaster number three from 2021. As noted in previous weeks, this issue featured the first appearance of uh, Tegukiji. <laughs> I'm going with that. His first appearance is still steadily moving copies. This week it sold 76 copies. Uh, high sale of 32 for all. So that's cool when it's been on there for multiple weeks on, on those. So that's pretty dope. At rank 9, Final Crisis number 7, the B cover. We talked about this, of course, in our uh, Hot 10. The Hollywood Reporter recently posted an article about Tennessee Coates to write new Superman movie for Warner Brothers. The article noted that, according to sources, the project is being set up as a black Superman story. This news circulated to every comic book news source, specifically citing Calvin Ellis as the most likely candidate. Calvin's first cameo appearance is in this issue, and it went nuts price-wide. 27 copies, 7 to 10 to 391, high sale of 600 for CGC 9.8. So, I mean, this is people just trying to jump in as early as they can, not hoping not to mix out on the next Miles Morales, like a DC version of the Miles Morales effect. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope they're right, or do I hope they're wrong? <laughs> yeah. Like, the, everybody who bought the Mephisto stuff and drove up Silver Surfer number three, mm-hmm. and, then, and then were disappointed that it didn't pan out. Um, bummer. Yeah. At rank 8, Infinite Crisis number 5, the Jim Lee cover from 2006, Variety announced that Angel Manuel Soto to direct Blue Beetle DC film, first Latino superhero movie. Due to this, Jamie Reyes' first appearance in the Blue, as the Blue Beetle in this issue also saw huge leaps in volume and price. 79 copies moved, high sale of almost $500 for CGC 9.8. Okay, so Infinite Crisis and Final Crisis both have <laughs> new hotkeys I need to look for. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at rank 7, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, number 32. This is a Marvel book from 1985. Deadline announced that G.I. Joe live-action TV series centered on Lady J in the works at Amazon from Eric Olison. Paramount TV Studios, E1, and Skydance TV. This issue features the first appearance of Lady J, as well as Ripcord and Blowtorch, moving 19 copies, but going up 707% and having a high sale of $150 for a raw near mint plus copy. So, let's need to see G.I. Joe moving the needle. We talked about yeah. all this nostalgia stuff from people my age, just driving the market like crazy. At rank 6, Batman Black and White number 3. This issue is the first appearance of Mia Maps Mezigochi from Gotham Academy as the new Robin. So that's what you were asking about earlier as well. Yep, Robin. okay. Moving 52 copies, 272% increase, 20 bucks for a raw copy on this already. Well, it's a $10 book, isn't it? It's Black and White, right. or maybe it's a 7. Maybe it's a six ninety nine book. Batman Black and White is a $7 book. Yeah. That's still good. Three three yep. times, almost. Uh, let's see. West Coast Avengers number 45, the newsstand vi- variant. Uh, CGC 9.8 moved for almost 310. Darn! Marvel's Voices Legacy number one, the Olivier Coipel variant. This gorgeous cover. That is a very nice looking cover. I talked about that cover. Haha. Um, Sorry. Too busy patting myself on the back, and I moved away from it. This gorgeous cover was all it needed to be to move ninety-two copies, and a raw copy already being thirty-three. And you know what? Three, Ex- yep. like the, the last um, Miles Morales we saw was the one where he was getting punched in the face. Yeah, and I was like, now why is that? This should probably take off because people love their Mar- Miles, and this is a really cool cover of Miles. It did. It did nothing. Nothing. And then. But I, I just I cannot for the life of me figure out the what's the magic formula for the miles that moves the needle. Yeah, the dope looking yeah covers. What's what's the dopest that that <clears throat> translates to to dollars? Dope to dollars. Nope. Action Comics number nine for twenty twelve has noted speculation of WB's developing Superman two as a black Superman story caused all Calvin Ellis related books to sell. This particular. <clears throat> issue is his first full appearance and his origin. Moved 85 copies and had a high sale of $290 for a CGC 98. 
At rank two, we have Flight on Crisis number seven from 2009. While the B went for more money, this cover A sold more of the first cameo appearance of Calvin Ellis. 32 copies moving. $500 for 9.8. And we have the uh, other version of the West Coast Avengers number 45. Uh, this, is, this is the non-newsstand variant. Um, $1,500 for CDs. Ugh. Crazy. At rank 11, we have Spider-Man India from 2005. Um, we might pull him into the new Into the Spider-Verse 2 movie. Um, so this moved 18 copies and sold $55 for a raw copy. Uh, the uh, the George Perez Infinite Crisis number 5 um, is for the Blue Beetle. It is up to uh, selling 26 copies and at a high sale of a 9.8 for 259. At rank 13, we have Spawn number 1. Uh, again, 60 copies sold <laughs> and uh, up to uh, 250 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Infinite Dang. Crisis number 3 from 2005 is the first appearance of Jamie Reyes, who later becomes Blue Beetle. So this one also sold 20 copies, 21 copies, and had a high sale of 50 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Uh, Terminator number one from Now Comics in 1988. Wow. Uh, so that one, he might have been able to get this one cheap. Um, 11 copies sold, but just $15 for a raw. Uh, Department of Truth number one continues to sell well. Uh, 43 copies sold, and the 9.8s are getting 160 bucks. Jeez. Uh, X-Men number four from 1992. The first cameo and cover appearance of Omega Red is Scorching Hot. Uh, they're assuming that he's going to be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Sold 42 copies and a high sale of 235 bucks for a 9.8. Uh, X-Force number one, the Deadpool trading card. Kyle looked, he uh, didn't have it. Old card. <laughs> looked and didn't have it, did you, buddy? Uh, no. Sold 48 copies. Um, I think this one sold like 2.5 million. I think when it came out, there's a lot of these out there. Had a high sale of $40 for a raw. But many, many, many without the card. Yeah. Ultimate Fallout 4, that's the Miles. Um, uh, let's see. This it sold a high high of $2,796 for a CGC 9.8. Sold 38 copies. But that 9.8 for almost three grand is almost 2800 is really really awesome and rounding out the top 20 is jupiter's legacy number one which they say is image 2021 comic that's not true that's maybe 2011 Uh, um, a teaser trailer for this netflix series released last week and while it's mostly dialogue over a logo it still reminds folk that it's actually coming this has been one of those sleeping series where the market barely moved with the announcement so if this is good and it might be then this may be jumping up into the top 10 when this releases on May 7th. Sold 25 copies and had a high sale of $150 for a 9.8. You've been on Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy for a long time. It was a great series. I really enjoyed it. Now oh, I believe it's oh. time for Sneak Peek. Yeah, our Sneak Peek at next week where we're just going to talk about what is coming out in your local comic book shops next week. Uh, we have to go to our good friends at LunarDistribution.com to find our DC releases and let's see what Tuesday has to offer. Batman Urban Legends, number one. Who's doing that? Varios. Ah, oh, those guys are great. <laughs> yeah, so we got several... Green Lantern's finishing up, but that Joker's launching, and that's, uh, I mean, that Joker, Frank Quietly cover was just amazing. Yeah, Matina. Yeah, that's a good one, too. They're all good. The Gillum March is good. Mm-hmm. Sweet Tooth of Them is on five of six already. Oh, my. Del Otto doing a really cool Rorschach cover. Yeah, it's a great cover. For Rorschach. Have, that's that's very different than most of the Rorschach covers we've had for everything. But that is a really well done Delato. Wow, I love that. Yeah, most of them have been like the stylized yeah, Watchman esque. Just been a, a case file or just yeah, yeah something. Yeah, so that is a great one. And I don't think we had that cover during FOC. We definitely didn't. That's the first I've seen of it. Buying things sight unseen drives me crazy. <laughs> 
Not much in DC for me there, Drew. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think the um, the Joker stands out for me. Yeah. Give it room to breathe this week. Yeah. All right, let's over to previewsworld.com, find March 10th, and start at the top with Image Comics. Your boy Brock Upchurch has returned to the cover of Rat Queens 25. Good for him. Yes, that's very cool. Carmen number one is uh, Gillum March. Um, oh, yeah. He's doing the writing and the art. He's mostly an artist, so we'll see how he does with this. I think I might have read a preview page or two. This I don't remember that sticking out to me that well. D Beyond selling well enough in its first issue to go to a second print. So you can get the second print of issue one and then grab uh, two right there beside it. Like that Merca and Dolfo B cover on. Very good, good stuff. Radiant Black going to a second print. So apparently somebody likes superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> Down into the Dark Horse. We get to... Uh... Jeff John's taking a whack at uh, Black Hammer with Black Hammer Visions number two. That should be fun. If it's as good as the Pat and Oswald, I'll be happy. God of War Fallen God number one of four. Resolicit here. Uh, Chris Roberson writing this one. This is an all-new tale set between the events of the 2018 God of War um, and God of War 3, the uh, old PS2 video. So, fill in the blanks. So that's kind of cool. The fourth issue of um, Resident Alien, Your Ride is here. Um, the series have been, has been great. Uh, so hopefully that translates to some eyeballs on the, on the comic series. Down into Marvel, Children of the Atom, number one. Deadpool Nerdy 30, number one, but you're paying six bucks. Like the Liefeld version of that, and here we talked about nonstop Spider-Man, the Joe Kelly story. I might jump in just to see how Joe Kelly writes this for fun, but I'm not that interested. Yeah, I mean, if it's as good as the Deadpool series that he wrote, then it's worth it, right? I think so. <laughs> I like the Alex Ross variant on that nonstop Spider-Man number one, <clears throat> and I actually really like the Die Cat. Holy crap, that's awesome! That might be worth snagging. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I got that. Down in Dynamite. Are you, are you done with Marvel? Yeah, I'm just checking out Strange Academy number nine that comes out. Is the one that says Parents Day at Strange Academy. And I thought we just looked at that somewhere else. Yeah, I thought so too. So I'm very confused on when, when Parents Day is. Was that a second printing? Maybe. On the FOC, maybe? Yeah, it's possible. Down in Dynamite is uh, Sonya Versal, number one. Chris Hastings doing the writing. And Pasquale Qualanco on art with a Jiley cover. Great Jiley cover. And we have Proctor Valley Road uh, down in Boom. It's uh, written by Alex Child. And Grant, Grant Morrison, I think, is also the writer on there with Naomi Franquiz doing the art. Um, and they say this is perfect for fans of Paper Girls and Die. So Ooh. Proctor Valley Road, number one from Boom. I um, I don't know. I'm going to have to check that one out. What? Do we know what uh, a Boom Studios unlockable variant is? Uh, do you, is that something you have to order... Like the, I assume, yeah, I was gonna say I assume maybe it's uh, you have to have so many and then it's open to order because that's a pretty cool looking cover. But they, their their stuff's returnable too, so yeah, so you can unlock it. You can do some shenanigans with Boomba, and and they're they're always like, please take advantage of us, do that. Yeah, yeah, they want they want that. Um, I think they just assume that their stuff's gonna sell word of mouth and that. And returns are a pain. And returns are a pain in a butt. And yep. nobody's going to do them. It's like rebates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went to Menards the other day, and I'm like, oh, crap, I don't know where I put anything. Yeah, I don't know where the rebates are. Uh, I'm probably not going <laughs> to send it in. Forget it. But you got me in the door. Yeah. The Spectre Inspectors issue two uh, came out, and the, the cover is not as striking. 
Uh, they've gone, gone down a notch. Not quite as good. We got a Blade Runner Origins. Um, this is from Titan Comics. This is an art germ cover, which is not too bad. Um, these are untold stories of the Blade Runner. So I don't know where this is coming from. If this is like based off like the source material. Yeah. Or there's actually some new media coming out. But they're putting some effort behind it with uh, multiple covers, both Page Momoko, Art Germ. Uh, they have some people behind it, so it might be interesting. Absolutely. We have Maiden, number one, from Heavy Metal. Heavy Metal getting into some more actual comic books here as of late. Uh, some more traditional stuff. Uh, Michelle and Bart Sears writing this one. Uh, Nottingham, number one, is a Mad Cave Studios book. And this is a medieval noir. So the sheriff of Nottingham hunts a serial killer. Hmm. Right, so if you like your medieval times. What's the name of this book? It's called Nottingham. Oh, Nottingham, number one. There it is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I like the concept. It might be neat. Eh? I don't know. A serial killer with a pension for tax collectors. I think it's just let him go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing of the merry men, terrorists lurking amongst the trees of Sherwood, enigma known only as Hood. Huh. So I guess it's just a dark version of Robin Hood. A more murdery Robin Hood. Maybe. We'll just have to find out, right? Yeah. A lot of books coming out this week. Yes. A whole lot of stuff, but nothing else that really... Catches my eye. Yeah, exactly. Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you for your pick of the week. What is the one book that we have to make sure we are heading out to get? Uh, because it's going to be the next thing to be on one of our hot tens. Um, I got to have that uh, Joker number one B cover by Frank Quietly. It's uh, gorgeous. Hmm, crap, I'm not going to go do I was thinking about going DC. I can't do that now. You can. You can. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that Rorschach cover because I really liked that Rorschach cover. Why not? We'll do two DCs. I'm actually... Uh, yeah, that... And my runner-up is God of War Fallen Gods, number one, from Dark Horse. Let's go with that God of War. It's more on brand for me. God of War. Or God of War Fallen Gods, number one. Oh, okay. Four. It's um, yeah, video game-based. Yep, again, the the 2018 God of War was a very nice breakout title. Um, so if this really is a really good lead-in story that bridges the gap between uh, a much older video game and this story, it could be a very big thing if it's well done. But only if it's well done. Yep, and Nottingham gets a vote for honorable mention. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. This is how we squeeze four picks out of our uh, picks of the week here. So we just say, but maybe this, and don't forget this, and while you're at it, grab this. Yeah, we can take credit then if any of those hit. That's exactly right. Stacking the deck for us. Well, we appreciate you guys tagging along with us for our sneak peeks out next week and all our other fun stuff we did for you today. Um, well, we thank you guys so much. If you do not agree with some of our picks, even though we picked four of them, we, if you think we missed on our, all four of them, let us know. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, through our Gmail account. And let us know if you think there's some other gold coming out this week that we have to figure out and find. Or if you think we picked some good ones, let us know that way. Be part of the podcast. We can also be found on Patreon. Drew gave you all that stuff earlier. So for Drew and for myself, see you.